Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Hey, enter, just if you had to enter. And the double clap signifies the start of an episode. And before we begin, B, both these cameras look okay to you? Yes. Great. Hey, everybody. This is Connor Hall of the Golden Hours Podcast. And listen, man, I'm very excited for today's episode. But a real quick GDP disclaimer. If you by chance get any sort of value from this episode, whether you laugh, cry, you're entertained, or you learn something, and I got a feeling most people are going to learn something during this episode, dude, just share it with a friend. And if you don't have friends, you shouldn't be. Listening to podcasts. Definitely not. And who's in the building producing this one today? Brennan Kilcoin. And I'm working on a nickname for Brennan. All, every producer for the show has a nickname. I'm working on one for B. To be determined. I already have, <laughs> me and Brennan went to college together. So okay. I already have a bunch for him, but I'm trying to figure out something new. And so we had uh, an independent radio station from Boston up on the show about three weeks ago. And they were talking to an they were talking with us about an experience they had with a medium. And I was like, dude, that sounds pretty sweet. It, and it's something I've never encountered before. And so then I had done a little research, found out that you were the, you were the Boston medium. <laughs> yes. You're the go-to. <laughs> and so I shot you a call. We had a great conversation and I'm very, very excited to learn something today. Cause this is totally new to me. And, um, on my right, I have Melissa Peel of Mystical Awakenings. Did I say your last name right? You did, yes. Peel, like banana peel. That's right. That's the end. This is what happened. When I was in middle school, that's what I would get called. Not getting mucked out for my red hair. What, what would they call you, like Big Peel? No, Banana Peel. They, they call you Banana Peel. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's man. right. And then I'd be like, no, I'm Orange Peel. Whoa. Orange hair. Clap there back. Yeah. <laughs> back then, it wasn't so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Same thing. I just had to fight the whole ginger thing. You were probably a little. You were probably a little past this, but people used to say gingers have no souls. Was that going on for you in middle school? No. See, no. there was this video. This viral. It was one of the earliest viral videos ever of this like young ginger kid, and he was like, "I do have a soul." Everyone in school is top telling me I don't have a soul. And so it was a common insult for kids in my school to be like, "Oh, you're a ginger." Yeah. And then South Park made that episode, and, and then it, it was over. It, yeah. Then it was game <laughs> over. But again, I've been going through an identity crisis, as we had mentioned. I'm not too orange and not too brown mm -hmm. but would you mind just giving a quick synopsis of who you are and what you do yeah so i'm melissa peel of mystical awakenings um i am a psychic and medium so that means that i basically help people try to understand which path going forward in their lives is going to provide them with the highest and best I can also help people get unstuck when they're in a place of being stuck so oftentimes that takes a look at going into the root cause of some of the issues and helping them kind of untie those things. I also am a medium, so that means that I connect with people who have passed away. Um, and so I talk to the spirits that are on the other side. So in more layman terms, I talk. I see dead people. <laughs> I talk to them as well. Whoa. Did you like yes. the sixth sense? <laughs> I did. It's good. But I actually find that the, um, the movie with Patrick Swayze and um, what's her name? Whoopi Goldberg, Ghost. It's better. That is, that is a true depiction of what my experience is. I've actually never seen it. Have you seen it, B? I think a while ago I did. Ah, uh, yeah. That's this is really more. Whoever produced that movie really, really does. They've got it going on there. Like when you see Casper the Ghost, is that an accurate depiction of what's going on, or is that Gosh, like whoa? It's been a long time since I've seen that. That's a great movie. <laughs> Everyone leaves that movie pumped. Like, damn, that was a feel good. Mm. 
yeah, I gotta refresh my memory on that one. So, so taking it all the way back before we kind of get into some exercises and you know some of your skills and your gifts, can you just elaborate real quick on how it initially started that you knew like, hey man, I can connect with the other side. So to be truthful, like that really didn't start until I was 25. However, I was born this way. And this is a, this, the psychic mediumship gift runs in my family. My mother and her sister, so my aunt, they both have had bouts of times in their lives when they've known things that there's no way that they would have known. Examples being, you know, they, they felt someone was either going to just be in an accident or they felt someone had died and no one had actually called yet to say this person has passed away. Um, their mom, so my maternal grandmother, she also had bouts of this from what I understand. But nobody ever did anything about it. I'm the only person that's actually said, okay, this thing is way bigger than me. More stuff keeps happening. After I became, you know, once I was 25 and things started to shift, that's what really prompted me to want to look at more about what actually was going on. So the big thing that had happened, yeah, you know, growing up, there was a lot of weird stuff. And I just thought, oh, that's really weird. That was like the common phrase in our household. Like what? So I can, my, this, you're going to laugh at this, this is totally dating myself, but... Back when I was like 10, New Kids on the Block were the thing. This is back when you were orange peel. Yes, okay. totally in the orange peel phase. And I remember I could not sleep to save my life that night. And I just had this really unsettled feeling. I was like, they're on tour. I know that their, their tour bus is going to have an accident tonight. I just knew it. So the next day, you know, after not really sleeping very well, I get up in the morning it was my parents always had the paper out, so I was just kind of looking at it briefly. Right up on the front headline, it said, Gloria Stefan, a different singer, had a bus accident with her tour bus. So it wasn't exact, but it was a way that I could relate that it was a singer who had a tour bus accident. And I remember just being like, whoa, this is really weird. So what were you feeling that night? Like you just were restless, you were yeah, anxious? just rolling around, just feeling like, oh my God, these people that I like so much are going to be hurt tonight. And were you naturally weird. anxious? No. It was just like... A no, random... it was a real feeling like I knew something bad was going to happen. Nothing I could do. You know, it was just one of those things that weighed on me because of that. Um, so there was that. That was one of my earliest memories. And then I can remember just knowing stuff would happen or feeling different things. And I, I really, you know, like songs would come on the radio that were in my head. Stuff, weird stuff, like nothing really crazy. And then once I got into my early 20s, that's when um, like other stuff started to happen where let's say I was, I was dating someone and we were both traveling in separate places but met up at the airport. And right before we met up, I remember on my layover, I was like, oh, I saw this image of a chocolate rose. And I was like, oh, yeah, I wonder, you know, where would you even get one of those right now? And next thing you know, we, we meet up in the airport because our flights were coming in at the same time. And we had like maybe five minutes to just say hi. Who, this is your old boyfriend? This is my old boyfriend, yep. And all of a sudden he's like, I have a surprise for you. And I looked at him and I was like, okay. And what does he pull out? A chocolate rose. Wow. But I had no idea that he would have been possibly getting one or finding it or anything like that. Chocolate so rose. silly okay. little things like that started to happen. And I was like, okay, like this is getting Cadbury chocolate rose? No, it was probably one of the cheap ones, unfortunately. That's, That's why you guys broke up. <laughs> <laughs> Guy needs to get his tastes up, man. Yeah, I know. So 
that was, there was that. And then the big thing that really struck me was when I was 25, I was living in another state. So I'm originally from New York state and I was a teacher back then, uh, teaching second grade. So I was in North Carolina and this one night, you know, I was a poor school teacher, so I had to have two jobs. And my very first night that I was waitressing, come home and I'm just laying in my bed, just feeling so agitated and whatever and frustrated. And then all of a sudden it's like, I had this feeling I was like, my grandfather's gone. It was like two in the morning. And I thought, I just I told myself, my God, you're crazy. He wants to live to be 100. He's 91 at the time. I was like, he's going to live to be 100. Like, stop thinking about death. It's like, just this like a random thought. Total random, but it really upset me. I was up crying at two in the morning. And I ignored this. And then the next day in the morning, um, I had a bunch of birthday cards hanging around my, my apartment wall and the card that he had given to me suddenly fell down to the ground and I looked it up and when I, or when I picked it up, I should say, I looked at it and something felt funny in my body and I can't describe any other way than it made me pause and actually look at it. And I was like, Hmm. And then I didn't do anything with that information, but I was like, well, this is weird. And then the following few days after random little things like this would remind me of him. And then finally, like it was, this originally started on a Friday and then I think it was by Monday night, Tuesday night, something like that. I called my mom and I said, hey, have you talked to him? And she says, no, I don't think, I'm sure he's fine. And I said, well, I think you really need to check in tomorrow. And then, you know, because it was late at night. So the morning came, she was still kind of getting ready for the day. And my sister called and said, hey, I tried calling grandpa yesterday. He didn't answer. And I think you need to go check on him. So now she heard it from my sister confirming he wasn't answering the phone. And me, who she knew had weird things happen, that really alerted her. And so sure enough, she goes over to his home and finds, you know, days worth of the newspaper building up in his front door, which really alerted her. And sure enough, he had been gone since Friday, the day that I had had that crazy feeling. So this really shook me up, as you can imagine. Well, I mean, I'm sure the death itself shook you up, but mm-hmm. so did you take initiative after this? You're like, okay, I got to start honing on my skills or like... So, good question, because at that point I still was like, whoa, this is really freaking crazy. So, as you whoa. can imagine, I'm on an airplane in the next couple hours. Didn't expect to be. I'm supposed to be teaching second grade. And I just continued to chat to this woman next to me, and she could see I was upset. And finally, after like 30 minutes, she says... I have something to tell you. And I said, okay. She goes, the reason that you knew that your grandfather was gone is because you're psychic. I looked at her. I'm like, what? And she's like, you're like dude, you're nuts. <laughs> I was just kind of looking at her like, mm. and she goes, the reason I know this is because I'm a medium. She says that, you know, and I'm on this airplane, I'm talking to a woman in spirit named Rose, who she's got big glasses, wrinkles, and she's telling me your grandfather's okay. Now, this is crazy. Rose is a woman. She was a cousin of my grandfather's who lived to be 101. She is someone that my grandpa looked up to, and she had big glasses, the wrinkliest skin you've ever seen. I knew this woman next to me was legit. I'm like, I don't know how she just knows that, but that's crazy. And then it started to click for me. I'm like, I think I need to get this lady's telephone number. And she lived about an hour from where my family lived. So I met up with her that week. She did a reading for me. I was, you know... I believe in this stuff, but I was like, well, I need my sister to come with me. I don't know anything about this. So that seems a little creepy. I don't want to go in there alone. It was just, you know, new. Mm -hmm. 
So, yeah, so she told us some things that there was no way that she ever would have known. And that kind of made me realize, okay, there's something to this. And then as the week progressed and I was at home with my family getting things prepared in my grandfather's house, believe me, there was, I definitely confirmed, there has got to be something after death because things were moving in his house. They would appear and we didn't know where they were coming from. The lights would flicker when we were talking about looking at a death certificate for the first time and strange, bizarre things. But I noticed a common theme was a lot of them were related to when I would be there. It would allow it to, you know, these other weird things would happen also when my other family members were there, but a lot of it revolved around me. And specifically, I remember walking into the bedroom where he had passed away. The moment I walked in the room, oh my God, I couldn't even breathe. My chest got so tight. I didn't understand at the time I was empathic, which means that I could feel the energy that lingers in a room. So, you know, sometimes we hear about people who might have had an argument before their company comes and then the company comes in and they're like, oh, it's a little awkward in here. It's because they're feeling the energy. That's a really great example of how everyday people can because you can just sometimes feel awkwardness. I, you know, my grandfather was gone. Where the heck did he go? I don't know. But I walked into the room and I could feel the symptoms of what he had died from, which the autopsy confirmed it had been a heart attack. And you felt like a chest tightness at the time? Oh, absolutely. I could not breathe. It was tight in the chest. As soon as I would pull away from that and get out, get away from the doorway, oh yeah, it would be normal again. I could breathe. Now, did you have a, a close relationship with your grandfather? Very close. Yeah, very much so. And so it was really hard for us to not be in, you know, usual contact having, because I had moved to another state. So I would call him maybe once a week, maybe every other week, something like that. But it wasn't the same. But I was very, very close with him. And as a youth, were you always kind of curious or were you always just like kind of a kid who wondered a lot? I was curious about the uh, the metaphysical stuff. So I was very into haunted houses and ghost stories and things like this. I always thought psychics were cool. But I was like, oh, you know those those people mm-hmm. <laughs> I never thought the I could be one ball. <laughs> so it was always fascinating like how do people know stuff that they have no idea yeah were you religious growing up at all or so that's a funny question we I would technically am catholic the way that I was raised but it's not like we went to church I did well, you celebrated Christmas and Easter right we did that and I had to go to religion classes on Saturdays because my mother made us do I remember any of it no a little I, bit. Amen, amen, amen. Yeah, and I was always like, they can't answer my questions. It was like, creepy. <laughs> yeah, I remember I, I asked my religion teacher once. I was like, so, I was like, telling, to, asking her, I'm like, so dinosaurs are so old. How does that fit into the picture of all of this stuff? You know, before Christ, after Christ. And she just did not know what to say. And I was like, yeah, I don't think so. This isn't for me. <laughs> so from like seven or eight years old, I wasn't really that into it. You don't believe in Santa? I believed in Santa. Santa's not religious. Is Santa real? <laughs> <laughs> you, you might have different information than me, man. You're talking to more people than I am. Um, so at an early age, did you start kind of wondering about God and a higher power? Did this ever come into play? You know, I don't, I mean, I always thought about the higher power and I definitely had the belief ever since I was my, it was my own belief ever since I was a kid. Everything happens for a reason. And 
there's always some kind of uh, divine timing. I always believed in signs and symbols. And I noticed in my own life, probably because I had this belief, I would see different things showing up over and over again. And I always kind of explain it like... And it stuck with you. Yeah. And people always use the word, oh, isn't that ironic? You know, so-and-so just was... I was overhearing a conversation about Florida. And next thing you know, some kind of a thing about Florida pops up. And then there we are. We're, you know, my husband surprises me with a trip to Florida. You know, something like that. Those, the spiritual term for this, when it shows up over and over and over again, is called synchronicities. But a lot of people think, oh, that's just ironic. Nothing is ironic. Nothing just randomly happens. These are like pieces of popcorn leading you. So the first time you hear something about Florida, that's popcorn number one, which leads you to number two, which leads you to number three. Once you're in three times or more, you're in a, a holding pattern, basically. So it's like something's up with Florida. you know. And, and so I believed in these things since I was a child. And as I really started to open up my own personal gifts, these synchronicities, man, they led me to all kinds of places and the feelings because my heart started to open I was able to really start to understand feelings running through my body that I knew were not my own and I knew okay there's like I would get tingles and stuff like that that I was like I can't make this up and I knew that that was a intervention from my spirit guides which are like my guardian angels and the spirit guides are the ones that always make sure I'm on the highest and best path for myself. So it's like... So they're good. Your spirit guides are totally good. Totally good. Yep. They're always trying. They know what your grand master plan is. They know what you're here to learn. And it's their job to kind of guide you on the right track to make sure that you are going in a direction that's going to lead you to get those lessons learned. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of us that don't see those signs. We keep, you know, running into forcing and pushing things even though they're not naturally easily happening and we keep getting blocked time after time after time because the big picture universe says nope that's not the best for you right now detour come over here instead well so i mean i personally am very success oriented i care deep i'm very driven and i care deeply about being successful and i often at times feel like i'm just I, I'm like just getting my shots up. Like I'm just forcing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But there have been moments along the ride where I'm like, damn, th- there are some, there's some things going on here that like someone's got to be guiding me because like that, I cannot believe that happened or I can't believe that's not how I pictured it happening, but I knew it was going to happen that way. Yes. Is this all kind of in the same realm as like the, Exactly. What you're discussing. That's exactly right. Yeah. And can I interrupt you for a minute? Are you also the kind of guy, because this is what I'm starting to feel, starting to feel into your energy here, okay? Is it a good energy? I hope yeah, so. Yeah, it's okay. good. This is good. So would you understand that uh, random ideas totally just pop in and they like light your fire where you're just like, yes, oh sir. my God. So when that happens to you, because I'm, I'm really seeing that this like, this can also be distracting for you, I'm being told. I'm big ADHD, yes. Okay. Because I'm getting shown that you get all pumped up and excited and you're like, oh yeah, let's get all this going. And then now another new thing will pop up and you're like, oh wait, let's go over here. And then you don't maybe necessarily get to finish that or people might get upset with you sometimes because you start something and they're like, okay, we're just gearing up to it. And you're like, yeah, yeah, over here now instead. Does that make sense for you? Yeah, my plan definitely has deviated a decent amount. Now deviations are good. But I'm just saying, like, when the, the real, like, light bulb goes off for you, that's your creativity. Like, and it's, it's creative, but to be more clear, 
So I talk about in terms of your our chakra system. Chakras are our energy centers. We have seven of them. Where's the main one? There is no main one. They oh. all work hand in hand. And the one at the t- like above your head is called the crown chakra. And this is where you are connected with your spirit guides in the universe. What's up, and dog? I know, nice right? Nice to see you, bro. So listen, next time you get a, a bout of information like that, where it's like the sudden download and you're just so inspired, I'm not kidding. This is from your spirit guides because they're like, hey, check this out. But with someone like yourself, because you have so many cool ideas at once, it's, I think, one of the lessons you're here to learn is how to prioritize what feels like it's going to be the longest longevity for you. So I just wanted to share that with you, that that was starting to come in. So like, okay, if you have project number one and you're like real excited about it, before you start acting on it, look at kind of like the outline. What would you really need to do to put that thing into place? Because... I am understanding you don't necessarily always do that. And you're just like, okay, let's do this. Let's go. And you get steps one, two, and three in. And then you're like, uh, shoot. Step four, five, six is kind of hard. I kind of think I know what step 10 is, but mm, do I still have the momentum? And when you start to question and you, you lose the momentum, that's when probably another idea pops up. And they're like, hey, how about taking you over here instead? And that's where, because you don't have a solid plan, it means you're not as connected, like your heart's not as open, your heart chakra is not as invested with passion and um, joy. Whereas if you had a plan and you actually put some things in place, you realize like, ooh, this thing's really important and I've got this team of people and they actually rely on me. And this is great because this will bounce down to your sacral chakra, which is located right below your belly button. This is where your creativity comes in and also your masculine and feminine energies. And when we talk about the masculine feminine, I'm not talking if you're a man or a woman, I'm talking about the qualities of the energy. Being very masculine in your way is like, get out of my way, don't tell me what to do and how to do it. And I'm seeing that that's what wins you over often. When you need that feminine energy in, this is the, hey, you over there, you're really good at producing. I wanna make you come in and I want you to do this. While he's doing that, you don't have to worry about doing that. Now you actually have the opportunity to go do whatever the heck it is that you want to do that allows you to rise up, but it also lets his natural strengths and talents rise up and notice we can come together. So this would help your masculine feminine when you put a plan in place, get the right people with the right skill set in, everyone becomes invested, and that's going to really drive the creativity up And it's going to allow your heart chakra to be nice and invested so that when you get down to like, let's say step six out of 10, now you're so in a flow that you don't even have to think about it, but more ideas from spirit keep popping through your crown, putting then your throat chakra into balance because the throat has to do with taking action and speaking. For you, it's the taking the action piece. But if your heart's invested, you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to be acting from my heart see so one thing i've one thing i've always held on on to is like listen i don't always know how i'm gonna get there but i know i'm gonna get there yes is this part of the guide because like i know where i'm gonna end up Mm -hmm. i've known it forever i don't and i don't even want to share it okay and i don't know if that's like totally unnatural but I know there's always a certain point because I've had this vision for so long. Like, I know this is where I'm going to go. Yep. And it's weird because I'm starting to see all the little steps line up. Pieces of popcorn? Yeah, these are the popcorn Ooh, pieces. There you go. Okay. 
I'm losing my mind over here. This is getting wild. <laughs> so I just have a question about the chakras. Yes, sure. Do you view them like symbolically or do you actually, you know, perceive them as being in different parts of your body? I've, I've heard of it in acupuncture. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if um, you have any experience with that, but the different energy points and that's a big basis for acupuncture and where they put the, the needles. That's right. And how they line up. Yeah. So, I mean, I all the chakras are in the right same place for that's universal across the board. Um, I mean, I work with chakras because I understand what each of them do for us, what their function is, and I can really dive in. So like back to what I was saying before, I can help people when they're stuck. I can take a look at, okay, what's their main issue and understand, okay, maybe right now their heart's blocked. Well, why is their heart blocked? Oh, well, gee, it was because when they were in a vulnerable space in their life, they got hurt, which would be actually a wound to their sacral chakra. It's that masculine, feminine, one of the qualities of feminine is being vulnerable. So if it's something like that, it's like, okay, that one took the big hit in the sacral. It then, you know, had an effect in their heart. And now they're not, you know, acting in their truth because they're maybe living by expectations of what they should be instead of doing what they really want to be doing. You know, what is below the sacral chakra? What's below that is the root chakra. It's right between the legs. So that one's red. Then we have our sacral, which is orange, and that's right below the belly button. Right in the core of the body is yellow. That's the solar plexus. That's like our power center. Right above that, we have our heart, which is green. We have blue, which is about the communication um, and the action, which is the throat chakra. Right between the eyebrows is the third eye, which is indigo. And then um, that's where our intuition is. And then we have our crown chakra right up above our heads, which is the violet color. Now, how long did it take you to start understanding this type of philosophy? Yeah, so basically I did a long period of studying let's say so after my grandfather passed and i understood some strange things were going on i came back to north carolina after all the services and joined some meetup groups i read a lot of books and i was blown away these books there was like i read some from sylvia brown who's a famous medium and she was one that i really got turned on to because the woman on the plane angie told me oh you you know you might pick up some of her books and i said okay She's like the gold standard. She was. And I read her books and I couldn't stop reading them because all of a sudden I was like every single thing that I personally believed, not what the Catholic religion told me, but what I believed, it was written in a book by this famous medium. And I was like, oh my God, like this is real. This isn't just my random thoughts. So I did spend a time, you know, probably a good year or so looking at these things really like, yes, tell me more getting involved with these groups. I found an amazing group of friends through these meetups because a lot of the people that were drawn at that point in time were new to the metaphysic world as well. One of my friends was working on her Reiki energy healing, which is um, a modality to kind of balance the chakras. Someone else was really focused on astrology, looking at how the stars align based on, you know, your birth date, the Mm -hmm. time and where you were born, all that stuff. You know, all of us had these different skills. And what we would do is we would get together once a week and basically, you know, share what we had been learning. And this is where I had a great opportunity to then say, okay, you know, I just read about this thing and, and people are like, oh yeah, that would happen to me. Well, through these different things, I met another psychic who happened to be in the group. And as it turns out this one night, it was her, myself, and one other person. And, she, and so I'm like, okay, this meetup is not really that exciting tonight. And she's like, we're going to do a reading. I'm going to have you read me right now go I don't even know what I'm doing what are you talking about 
Like I know I I know weird stuff. Yeah, you know, I'm reading about this, but she's like, no, no, no. She's like, I'm going to tell you exactly what I do. And she's like, you're going to sit across from me and you're going to do this. Swear to God, that's how I started. So that was at least right? a year in. Yeah, I was saying stuff and she was able to confirm for me. She's like, yes, what you're feeling makes sense. Continue. She, she was asking me other questions. Go deeper. Who's the person saying it? And I was like, I had to blur my vision. And she's, I could feel that there was like a man over here. And she's like, yep, that makes sense. That's my father who's in spirit. And I'm like, it is. Did she like, <laughs> did she like her dad or? Uh, I think she did. I'm trying to remember. It's been so long. That was back in 2005. So. So, so when you read somebody, you can, it's a both, you can read both negative and positive forces, correct? And when you say that, are you talking like negative entities? Yeah. Ah, so I do not. And the biggest reason is because I have learned over the years, it's really important to protect the space. So before we got started tonight, I was spraying this. Um, Can we do another spritz? It smells great. Yeah, absolutely. So this is uh, from a, a brand called Urban's Edge. That's just who I happen to find. But cleansing Sponsor, stage. Melissa. Yeah, they, they should thank me for that. Um, but I really like this stuff because there are some crystals in the, in the um, container, which okay. kind of supercharges it. And then there's some essential oils. Um, essentially... This is the cleansing sage. And white sage is a something that Native Americans used in ceremony. And it would basically, you burn it, and the smoke actually cleanses. Well, in, in public spaces, I don't like to burn things. It leaves kind of a funny smell. So that's something good at and home. Everyone would be like, dude, relax. Yeah, sometimes it kind of <laughs> smells like pot. Um, but this, <laughs> this, this spray does not. It smells absolutely fantastic. So I like to go around us um, to just kind of clear the air, cleanse the space, and... That's how I do it before I get started. I always start off with a prayer asking for the highest, best, good information to come forward through the white light. So that way, the white light is the brightest, highest vibrational light. We only want good things. I only want good things. I don't want to know stuff that's bad about you. Why, you I know? only want good things. Right. No one really wants to know anything negative. Now, the one little caveat I will say, it's maybe happened a handful of times when the clients that I work with that something has come up about someone ready to pass and That's tough. that can be hard to hear. But what I always do, what I, I, you know, good mediumship, good psychic work always provides evidence as to why am I feeling this? So I told the woman, I was like, all right, so this is really heavy. I said, but I really get a strong feeling. I was like, I think your mom's getting ready to make her transition. So what I did is I then asked the spirit guides. Now these are my spirit guides plus her spirit guides. And I was like, okay, tell me a little bit more. What's about to happen? What can this woman watch for? What's popcorn number one, two, and three to let us know that her mom is really going down this road of getting ready to die? And what is your client saying? Like, I didn't pay you for this. I don't want to hear that my mom's passing away. No, some, some, you know, I mean, basically I say to them, I know that this is hard to, to accept and hear. said, but you have to understand anything that's coming in is here to help you. And so in and are this they normally moment, receptive? Yes. And normally I don't get these kind of dark things either. It's very rarely, but it's, it's helpful. And so listen, so I told the woman all these different things to look for. I'm like, your mom's going to start to get very chilly all the time. She's going to be disinterested in water. Like she would actually might be dehydrated. And the lady kind of thought I was full of it. She was like, yeah, okay. My mom's fine. So don't you know, I, I don't know. It was about a year and a half later. I had another appointment with that woman on my schedule. And she even told me, she's like, I thought you were crazy. She says, however, my mom had a random accident where she fell. And she said, 
the one thing that really stuck with her, she says, my mother started to get dehydrated, and then suddenly she had to go into the hospital for that, and she got some kind of a crazy infection and died. I can't make this stuff up, you know? And so what value does that provide the client when you tell them that? Like, how does that help them? Yeah, so basically it helps to mentally prepare them because sometimes when they don't see these kinds of things and they're supposed to because spirit has brought it in, that client may be living with significant regret from not doing something. And that is the number one thing that really is a problem when someone passes away. We do a lot of thinking. We think we should have, we could have, we needed to have done X, Y, Z. And having had preparation to be like, oh, crap, that that psychic, she really knew what was up. Man, my mom's dehydrated. She's in the hospital now. Mm. And from what I understood, that woman and her mom had a little bit of a tumultuous relationship, and this helped her. She did not want to hear it at the time, but that's what brought her back to me. Very random, but were you all, all, were you a good student? Yeah. Were I you said. always were you emotionally intelligent as a youth? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the sometimes people are good students and they're terribly unemotionally intelligent, and some people are very emotionally intelligent. And they're whack students. Right. So this is interesting. So earlier I mentioned the word empathic, where I, f- I can walk into a room and feel things. School for me was really overwhelming because I could feel everything going on. I mean, they kept calling you orange peel. I would have hated it too, <laughs> man. Right. Yeah. So you think about this. Not only am I feeling what that kid over there is getting bullied with, but then I'm also getting my own stuff. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? It's like this cup of water that's like being filled up constantly every single day. It's like, where do you go with that? Where do you bring out the sponge? I had no tools. I didn't understand what that was. So this is actually, you know, now that I look back in retrospect, I'm like, okay, I was way emotionally aware. And as an adult, I didn't understand up until like, I don't know, a couple years ago that I was actually very emotionally cut off. I didn't understand what anger felt like because I'd absorbed so much of it, let's say. You had never released it. I never released it. Where do you know? And and also. He must have been pissed. (laughs) (laughs) But not because it was like, it was just like, oh, I'm, I don't feel because I'm so used to feeling it that it just became like second nature. So like, I didn't know that I was so overly sensitive. And that was actually when I was a kid, my mother used to tell me a lot. Oh, you're so sensitive, Melissa. You're like, shut up, mom. And I was like, really? No, this bugs me. (laughs) Like they just wouldn't hear me. So anyway, uh, yeah, as an adult, I've had to really work on getting in touch with my emotions, not other people's. And so that's why when I start off um, a session, I always begin with a prayer because I want to call forward that person's energy field into my own. Otherwise, it gets to be too overwhelming all day long. And, you know, I was sharing earlier before we started the podcast about even being in the grocery store and feeling this other woman down the aisle from me, you know, and all of a sudden I could feel that she was getting abused at home. Now, I didn't want to say anything. So I was like, what if I'm wrong? What if she thinks I'm nuts? What if she thinks I'm crazy? What was this really going to do? There was no reason to think that she was getting abused. No reason. She was was just down at the other end of the aisle with her kid. And here I am staring at the chip aisle. And all of a sudden, it's like I watch movies in my head. That's what happens when spirit starts to talk to me. And I'm like, oh, boy, I see this man's hand take her hand in my vision. And I was like, oh, my God, what do I do with this? So I, you know, kind of was stalking her for a little bit. Like, what do I say? What do I do? So in the end, I spent a good 15 minutes, chose not to do anything about it. I felt bad because I knew. And then the man who was doing this to her walked by me. And all of a sudden, I could feel his energy 
He had a terrible energy. Terrible. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's the guy. Don't you know? He walks down to the end of the aisle, and he's with her. And I'm like, okay, this is too much for me. I can't do this. So after that, I made an agreement with my spirit guides, and I said, listen, please only give me information to people about people who I can help, but I want those people to be coming to me so I'm not out there in public being like, hey, I see what's going on with you over there. And then they're like, okay, lady, you kind of freak me out, and I don't have a solution for them. What am I supposed to do with that? So that's why I've really made it a point to only bring in the highest and best information that are going to help people and give them real life solutions, but they are coming to me to want to find out. Now, how does someone's energy go bad in the first place? Usually it always stems from some kind of a trauma or some sort of a hurt. And basically hurt people who go unhealed just continue the wound gets deeper and deeper and then it's kind of like you know these other things are healing on top of the initial wound but that wound is still radiating inside but people everyone starts naturally good Mm -hmm. yeah i mean there's a million things that get involved with this right it's our environment it's our experiences it's our traumas it's our perceptions it's a lot of different things but yes everybody starts off good if you want to call it such Um, you know, this gets very complicated, but you know, we have what we call family lineage energy that gets passed down from generation to generation. So I've, I've recently been learning about this. I've dabbled into, um, plant spirit medicine. So specifically ayahuasca and, um, psychosyllabin and other different things also that are like heart-based openers. Can you just elaborate on what ayahuasca is for anyone who doesn't understand it? Yes. So, so plant spirit medicine is basically... Plants that are used in a ceremony, usually usually with shamans. Shamans are natural healers that are that belong to indigenous cultures, and the shamans are so connected with nature over generation after generation, thousands of years. They have learned which plants use to use to be able to help, you know, people of their tribe. And now it's luckily accessible to us Westerners, but. It helps us to get deeper into our soul to be a better leader, you know, back in their day for their tribe, but for us to be a better person in society. Ayahuasca is a drink. Yes. And so ayahuasca is a root and it usually gets uh, brewed into a tea with some DMT, which, you know, is a different, different type of plant. Sounds like a potion. Dude, hey B, I think something's clicking just by your table real quick. Yeah, you're cool. Just I think your leg or something might be hitting the table. All right. Good. So ayahuasca is, uh, it's basically brewed into a tea by some shamans. And when you ingest it, it actually creates psychedelic effects. But it's not just, you know, with the intention to have this kind of an experience. It's with very specific intention around, you know, trying to understand why have you become how you are and what can the person do to heal their heart um, so that they can go on to be, you know, the best version of themselves without those lingering hurts and pains that they continue to carry. How do you consume it? It's in like a cup or... Yeah, so it's just like a little shot glass and it's a liquid tea. It doesn't taste good, but you just kind of drink it. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. How instantaneous was the effect? For myself, I would say it was probably within 20 minutes. Now, again, Damn, I'm... did it hit I you am, like, whoa... Yes, and again, because I'm such a sensitive being, it hits me quicker than a lot of other people. Um, I I traveled to Costa Rica recently to the retreat center called Rhythmia, and both my friend Jason and I went, 
he did not get an experience because he's such a control freak. He couldn't let go. And yet for myself, I'm like, all right, let's do this. Give this to me. And my experience was so intense and so vivid. um, I was actually able to, with the ayahuasca's help, recall memories. They were kind of like little fragments, but they were memories that were real um, of my past. And, you know, it was just wild. It basically started to uncover that when I was eight years old, going to the roller skating rink, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember going there with with my friend Paula. And yeah, I remember her mom picked us up. Okay, let's see what else happens. And then the movie continues to play out one thing after the next. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my God, I do remember that owner taking me in the back because my locker was stuck. And he was like, come in here, come with me, I'll fix it for you. Me being the psychic child was like, why am I going back here? You have to work here to come back here. And next thing you know, I just get shown these snippets and I put all the pieces together and realize what had happened. And what was fascinating about the big takeaway, helping me to understand why I was the way that I was, I've had, you know, my own fair share of issues. I mean, no matter who we are, we all are here to learn. Relationships have been a struggle for me in my life. And I found like I was in the same kind of relationship with the different men, but same sort of issues same kept happening. Same type of dude. Yep. What type of dude? So ones that were, you know, kind of on the controlling side, I didn't, I had lost my power the night of this incident when I was eight. And so I was not in my power. I would choose men that overpowered me. Um, You name it. I mean, it was just like, oh my gosh. And so the ayahuasca pointed out to me, they're like, okay. And so you've always been drawn to Italian American men. Why? That person was that. They're like, oh, and by the way, do you, you know why you get disgusted by men with hairy chests and thick gold chains? And they're like... That was that guy. Well, I think I'd probably get disgusted by that. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) But the big, big revelation for me was after this incident took place, they brought up a memory that was so shoved deep down where I'd gone um, to the drink counter and I had told the the woman, I said, I just need some orange pop, please. I just kept guzzling it and guzzling it because I was so detached from my body, from the trauma that I needed something to make me feel like I was back again. And spirit said to me, they're like, ayahuasca spirit, I use the terms interchangeably. Um, All of a sudden it's like, and this is when you started to have a sugar addiction in your life. I said, whoa. And they're like, yeah, you use food as anxiety medication. I think a lot of people do that. But who knew why? I mean, I never knew that that was was linked. And this is what it kind of uncovered. So that was just trip number one. (laughs) So as you can imagine, my life really was changing quite a bit and um just to to preface here as well why what even brought me down the path of ayahuasca why would i go into plant spirit medicine you were trying to get high (laughs) (laughs) pieces of popcorn started showing up all over and it started for me with the word trauma and i had seen a holistic practitioner he you know touched my wrist and he says you're suffering from an emotional trauma i said like what like i don't recall this i thought i had a fine life He's like, I don't know, but it's definitely creating something going on for your health. And, you know, I've had this belly since I've been an adult. It's it's okay. Mine's not from beer, though. I don't drink beer, dude. Okay, just check (laughs) in. But no, I was like, what is going on? Are you very healthy? I don't understand, you know. And so needless to say, then after this incident where I hear that, uh, you know, someone on LinkedIn reached out to me who is a trauma therapist. Then, <laughs> well, this is very similar to the, the law of attraction. 
right. Have you read The Secret or heard of The Secret? I love The Secret. Yeah. I mean, the law of attraction, can you kind of, you probably understand it. Can you just elaborate on what it is real quick? So the law of attraction is this law of the universe where... One sec, sorry. I think it might be your leg is clicking against the... I'm not, I'm not moving. What, not what do you think is clicking? Am I like crazy? No, or? I hear the click. You know what? I've been making it conscious. Okay, yes, conscious. no worries. All good. You know, it's probably my wire. Okay. All good. Okay. Continue on the, the law of attraction. So the law of attraction is a universal law of the universe where we all vibrate at a certain vibration. And to, to put it into some easy terms, let's say the scale is between zero and 100. Whatever vibration we are at. Now, our goal is to be somewhere between 90 and 100. But when life kicks us down, sometimes we're not feeling so good and we're at 40%, right? Whatever vibration we give out before at that 40%, we attract things at 40%. We can go 10% above or 10% below. Now that's pretty low vibration stuff. So we actually pull those things into mm-hmm. our own awareness because that's what we vibe at. Now we can change our vibration. How we do this is we get, you know, we can either do holistic work such as reorganizing our energy with our chakras, with Reiki or other different healing methods. Sometimes it's uncovering different things like the the traumas or healings or consistency is very important too yes um in my experience at least it's just like if you're operating at your highest and your best you're likely to have a lot of good things start to happen to you absolutely and then if you are consistently doing things that are putting you in a bad position you're going to attract negative stuff yep and there's something very metaphysical about it mm-hmm because it's like this unwritten law that everyone's like, I know something's going on here, but we don't exactly know what it is. That's right. Now, the law of attraction can also be used for the good things. So earlier you had said, you know, you just know where you're going to end up, but you don't know how you're going to get there. And that is you having this vibe in a very high vibration saying, I know what that's going to be. I'm pumped. Yes, and you <laughs> should be. Because the more you see it, the more you feel it, more you're believing in it and you're acting in it, the more you're starting to raise that vibration and you're just starting to pull things to you that really start to spin it up. Kind of like the perfect storm for a tornado. But in this way, it's like perfect is exactly what you want. Well, visualizations also help me a lot. Mm-hmm. Do you work on that with your clients? Totally. I actually draw pictures while I read. Um, so when I'm working with a person in client or yeah, right, a client in person, or if I'm working with them over the webcam, uh, I do. I draw pictures of the visions that I see because I get a lot of specific symbols of from spirit what they mean. So a, a good example is like I see a tornado. When I see a tornado, it either means for me the person is experiencing a drama where they feel like they're sucked in and they're getting ready to get spat out. Or it could mean, um, you know, something's really about to change or go downward and they're getting ready to make a shift of some kind. So I might but you know see something's that. up. Oh, absolutely. And what I like to do is I like to draw the pictures on a piece of paper. And what is really fascinating is as the reading goes forward, I can go back and reference, hey, remember when we talked about that? This is why then it's creating this. And they're like, oh, okay. So it's a really tangible piece of evidence to say, this is the, the progression of our reading. They really like having something to take away. And I often have people tell me, I actually saved that paper from you know, six months ago when I read with you. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And then they're like, it's a quick visual reminder of what we spoke about and how things come to play. B, I just want to rewind real quick. So can you kind of elaborate on your experiences with 
like a psilocybin and a DMT and what you tried. Was it similar to what Melissa described? Um, so I've not tried DMT. From my understanding, it's a lot more of an elevated experience. And, um, you know, the smoking form of it, I've heard like you take three on the third hit, you're kind of sent up into a space with like different entities. Um, out, have you read How to Change Your Mind? I have Michael Pollan? He, he goes into, he is about six years old and he never had a psychedelic experience and he tries, um, you know, three different t- types, mushrooms. I think he tried the toad in mm-hmm. Mexico yep. and LSD. But uh, anyways, my experience, I, I tried mushrooms in my junior year of high school and it was kind of just a fun recreational experience with my friends, like listening to music, hanging out. Your visual field changed. Yeah, visual, um, you almost, so like neurologically what happens is a lot of connection, your brain pretty far, pretty much fires up connections and is connecting between different parts, the visual auditory. So you kind of, you feel like you can like see colors, like they kind of interchange a little bit. Mm -hmm. That was one of the coolest parts about it. And then I ended up taking LSD in college at a very different part of my life and that kind of hit me harder because I'd gone through, you know, trauma, losing my father. It was like a very much, it was a more of a, um, enlightening like experience. And I, it was like the, the change between the fun and then like really having to reflect on my life. It was like drastically different. Of course. What, yeah. what did you take away from it? Like what was, how did you feel after it was over? Did you feel like resolve or well, the difficult part for me is it's hard to articulate after like the next day because a lot of the, the thoughts are not specifically verbal or visual. They're very much an energy like you're talking about. And I think the great thing about psychedelic drugs and they're getting a lot of traction right now medically, they're trying to you know legalize them in different states and they're doing research trying to help PTSD patients. Mm-hmm. I think it's really for someone who's not as empathic as you, I think it's a, a tool. It's kind of like a conduit where they can feel a lot of these different things yes. because the chemicals from the drug are, you know, firing up different parts of your brain that might not be, you know, at, as clear or you're someone who's more closed up, not as empathic. They can access some of those feelings. Do you mind if I ask you a question about when your when your father had passed, like with the in, yeah, in regard to this? Go ahead. Yeah. So when you actually you did the LSD, right? That's mm-hmm. okay. So did you happen to have any kind of an experience where you felt either his presence with you or that you were communicating with him at all? Was there any kind of an experience like that involved? No, I did Just not. Curious. Okay. The only reason I ask that is because I found with plant spirit medicine, people. You know, I'm thinking about this. The people that I know who have actually connected on some level with a passed away loved one didn't know that they were psychic, but had some kind of a connection. And that's where I was just curious if that something like that had happened. No. Hmm. Yeah. It would, have, it would have been very, it would have been interesting, but I did not have that experience. Well, yeah. The one thing that I'm thinking about though, is like when I take plant spirit medicine, it's always with a very... Uh, specific intention and it's very spiritual None so you're of like i want to think about this or like yes. i want to f- figure this out exactly and so setting an intention because i'm wanting to grow i want to become better i don't want to stay stuck and oftentimes 
when people are doing this recreationally, it's like, oh, let me just see what happens, or I'm bored with my life, or, you know, they just want to see. Well, their vibration is not in a very highest, best place. It's kind of, I don't know, could go at 40%. It could go at 70%. I don't know what my vibration is. And so they're going to attract in different things than when you're in a set space, it's cleared with white sage, you know, there's intentions involved. You have a trip sitter? I'm sorry? Did you have a trip sitter? Meaning somebody who is kind like of a guide, a guide, right? Yes, yes. So somebody who's kind of holding the space, making sure everything's okay. Yeah, no yes. one's freaking out. Absolutely. Yep. That's and a that's very a, important. And that's thing. a huge safeguard for having a bad trip. So you're saying when your vibrations are lower, you can, you, there's a better chance that negative energy is going to come into your your trip. Exactly. But if yeah. you have somebody who's holding space, either a shaman or somebody who's very skilled in these kind of this area then the chances of being in a low vibration space is much less. And honestly, doing plant spirit medicine in a group setting also raises the vibration. And there's something called the collective consciousness healing effect, which basically, when my last experience, it was incredible. There was this woman that was um, on the ayahuasca, we all were. Hers started to affect her in a very unique way, and she started speaking out loud. And there's sacred silence during all the ceremonies, so of course the shamans come over. And next thing you know, she starts saying, she's like, Ooh, I've been holding all these feelings all these years for my father. I can't do this anymore. I look over and I'm like shaking my head. I'm like, Oh, me too. (laughs) I'm thinking this. And then next thing you know, she's like, Oh, you know, this is not my problem. I've been doing so much for him. I can't do this anymore. And I just continue to look like, me too. I feel you, sis. And next thing you know, so the ayahuasca really starts to do its thing, and, and suddenly she starts to vomit, which is ayahuasca is a purgatory, meaning that you vomit and have to go to the bathroom and have diarrhea. This that, is how... That happens with everyone? This happens with everyone. It should happen. And the reason being that the ayahuasca is helping you to get to some root core issues of trapped emotions. And a lot of people don't know, but trapped emotions that are not fully dealt with and processed in the moment get stored into our organs. And this is one of the reasons that we can often have blockages in our chakras. Sometimes we have disease that can form. There's a whole slew of things. Well, anyway, she starts to get sick. And because I was on the medicine, my vibration was really high. Excuse me. I was really in a good space to be able to see things visually in ways that I normally don't. And I could see it's like the waves of the energy suddenly started to go around the room. And as soon as she started to vomit, all of a sudden I saw other people in the back of the room suddenly sit up and they're like, something's changing, something's going on. And next thing you know, I start seeing that person and this person and this person start to get sick because they also were releasing some, some form of holding emotion for someone else like this woman had said. So collectively, we were all healing in a very conscious way. That's why it's called the collective healing consciousness. Now, not to to segue in a totally different direction, but can you explain to me what deja vu is? Because it's something I feel pretty consistently. Yes, I love deja vu. So there's a common belief that before we actually incarnate or come into this physical body, we spend time planning out our life. And it's kind of like making a blueprint for a house. And what ends up happening is our soul plans this out. So our soul is very familiar with what we need to get out of this life and the different roads and avenues that we could take to achieve those goals. So when we come in actually into this body, it's kind of like we forget those things. 
And it's our job to do our best, you know, to kind of navigate through this. And um, when deja vu happens, all of a sudden it's your soul going, hey, remember that? We planned this before. You've seen this before. And suddenly your soul, that your memory says, oh, wait a second, this feels familiar. It's because it's actually remembering the blueprint of the plan. Isn't that cool? It is cool. So is deja vu something to be scared of or something to embrace? Oh, I think it's really important to embrace because this is another piece of popcorn on your path saying, hey, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. And it can be something so minuscule, it doesn't even matter. But the fact that it feels familiar or that you've seen it before says you're exactly where you're meant to be. What's the longest period you've ever had in deja vu? Because I had it once for like an hour and I was flipping out. Really? I was like, oh my God, like this is just something that's really, what the heck? Wow. I have not experienced that. I've only done maybe like a few seconds worth and then I'm like, okay, I'm good. So that what was that like for you? Well, when I say an hour, it, it wasn't like a continuous hour. It was they just kept popping up within huh. an hour period. That's awesome. And I was just like, hasn't this like happened before? Like... I remember like having this conversation. I remember like feeling this exact way in the moment and like feeling what I have to do next and remembering what I have to do next. Mm -hmm. It was just like really interesting. That's awesome though. I mean, did it make you walk away feeling like creeped out or did it make you feel like, okay, I knew that these things were going to happen. I should feel good. Like it made me think like I got to hit up Melissa and get her on the podcast (laughs) because she's got to debunk some of these issues for me. Yeah, so you, that's exactly what deja vu is. So see, you're more in tune than you give yourself credit to be. Well, there's something like I, when you're talking about numbers and symbols, over the course of my life, there have been little numbers and symbols that have stuck out. Mm-hmm. What is numerology? Because I had an artist on the, are you familiar with numerology? Yes. I had an artist on the podcast who was discussing like 222, 232, and I was like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying to connect it to. So when we see numbers repeating like that, they eat, uh, this set of numbers, 111, usually means like your spirit guides and angels are with you. I don't know all of them, but like 444 means you're on the right path. 999 means you're coming to an end of something. Is 666 demonic or is that totally something separate? That is something separate. Okay. Yep. I don't know why that ever came around. but um, So anyway, the numbers that repeat usually have messages in them. So if you happen to see over and over and over again, you happen to look up the clock and it's one eleven. Like that's a sign. Hey, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. So I, I actually on my website, Mystical Awakenings, I have a resources page. Plug, <laughs> mysticalawakenings.com. Yes. Um, I do have a resources page where I have things like this to reference because my brain's only so big. I don't think about the numerology piece as much, um, but it, it is a thing. And I use references to understand what those mean. All right, I'm just going to check my watch. All right, it's 7.51. Does that have any significance? <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, I don't no. think so. <laughs> just that we've been chatting for a while. 51 minutes, right? <laughs> um, okay, but you got any questions right now? No, I'm just taking it all in. Yeah, I'm, I mean, this is thank you again for doing all this. So can you elaborate on the tarot cards? And what it is? These cards. Okay. Are they tarot cards? or they are, Nope. They are called Ascended Masters Oracle cards. Looks I like really some Pokemon, dude. Don't know what they <laughs> really mean. But tarot is a very unique uh, deck. And each card, they might have different designs. But essentially, they have the same symbols on them. So 
that there's a death card and all these other different kind of things. That's not my thing, so okay. I don't know anything about them. This is something that I, the Ascended Masters Oracle Cards by Doreen Virtue, I really was exposed to when I went to a different practitioner. And the only reason that I even like to have this around is I like to pull one card for my client before we start our session. I show it to them so they know it was really pulled. Then I do my reading, and then at the tail end, I like to come back and visit this card, and I read them the description, and oh my god, it's crazy. They're always like, this is exactly what we just talked about. And I'm like, yep, that's, that's right. So it's like the cherry on top. So I don't, I don't know if this is the perfect setting for you, but is there any exercise we can do right now to like do a reading? Or do you, does it need to be in a specific area? Um, no. So, I mean, kind of earlier I was tuning into your energy. I mean, I could certainly continue doing that as well. I'm down. But at this point, what I want to do for anything, I want to pull a card on behalf uh, of you. I okay? hope it's good, man. So I just mixed up my deck you saw. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just let the cards fall. So this one right here, artistic expression. Let me read you that description. Paul the Venetian. You know the, the name of the house me and Brendan lived in together was the Venetian. It's crazy. <laughs> Wow. (laughs) All right. So it gets a little more fun from here. So artistic expression. This card signals that your artistic talents are in need of creative expression. This is what you're doing right here. You have hidden talents that lie dormant. This trapped energy can make you feel tired, restless, and anxious and can lead to addictions if the energy isn't expressed. Even if your artistic abilities feel unpolished, they need an outlet. Make the time today to draw, paint, sing, play music, write, take photographs, make jewelry, sew, dance, or do something artistic and creative like a podcast. You may find the key to your life's purpose and ideal career through this process. Dude, this is like the only thing on my mind all day. (laughs) (laughs) I swear to God. There's additional meanings. Take a class to learn a new artistic skill. One of your loved ones is an artist. Express your true feelings. Your life's purpose involves an artistic endeavor such as writing, or playing music. I got to be go. honest. That's like the only thing that's been on my mind for the past like week. Well, you're <laughs> going to be a singer? No, but I have a project I've been developing. Okay. And I'm like, I I just want to go hard on it. And that's it, really crazy, dude. Can we do one for Brendan? Is that possible? Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> sure. How could I forget about you? Of course. <laughs> Over here. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> Are you nervous? A little bit. <laughs> Don't know what to expect. <laughs> All right. Right here. Listen. Okay. This is going to be a good one. Are you anxious? <laughs> this is I'm ready. You can hear your divine guidance best by quieting yourself and listening. Shut out noisy stimulation like telephones and television and relax in a quiet place. Don't try to make anything happen. Just listen to your own thoughts, breath, and the rhythm of your heart. Then, mentally ask questions of your guides and angels. Listen to the loving truth that they speak into your heart, body, and mind. Listen to your own inner truths. Trust your intuition and take action accordingly. Additional meanings. Have a quiet retreat. Your guides and angels are talking to you. Are you listening? Less talking and more listening is called for right now. Admit your true feelings to yourself. Listen to what messages any aches or pains are trying to tell you because the body always talks to those who listen. So. How do you feel about that? Um, sounds like I need to meditate. 
I think I do need to get away from screens more. I was just going to say, I'm like, are you on the uh, the computer or your phone a lot trying to either do well, yeah, stuff as much or as zone out as well? Both. Okay. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm not the most talkative por- person, like, typically, but I think that it, it's more about me clearing my mind. And mm-hmm. Do you I, feel I, cluttered? Um, sometimes, but I have tried meditation apps and it helps me a lot, but I, I haven't got into a good routine for it. Hmm. I'm getting information about you. Do you mind if I share? Sure. Go ahead. Okay. So um, this feeling comes in for me as we start, as I start tuning in, you have a lot of expectations you must carry on yourself. Cause I'm getting shown the image of, uh, arrows coming down on you. Whenever I see that image, it always indicates to me like being in a, your own personal jail, meaning your own expectations, not what anyone else wants, but, oh, I should, I have to, I need to. <sighs> Would you understand that? Like, I think so. Like, like needing to um, either do more or what you're doing, you feel like, you know, I, I better do more than more than this or I don't know something about Mm -hmm. the shoulds the woulds the coulds come forward for me um and I just understand that that pressure actually is clouding your solar plexus because I always see um you know just get you into some of my symbols that I see whenever I see solar plexus it's we really want to be a sunshine because that is where a person's self-worth self-value self-image confidence healthy sense of deserving come in and that's where their empowerment lies but I'm seeing some clouds over yours. And this is where the expectations come in, such as the shoulds, woulds, coulds. But other cloud words can be a combination of morals and values, loyalty, guilt, shame, doubts, questions, and those expectations. And so I'm understanding that with the jail bars that come down and the clouds that I see, I'm like, you're holding on to some stuff around I need to or I have to, I should. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it definitely resonates. Okay, so now you're understanding where I'm going <laughs> my, with that. My wheels are turning, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And this is always the hard part, you guys. It's like I can say all these kinds of things, and sometimes people are like, I don't know what she's talking about, but the more that we get into it, then it starts to click, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, and I'm also understanding your root chakra, so let's talk about that for a sec. Root chakra deals with sense of self, sense of security, sense of home, Money issues, job issues, family issues, am I enough, and where do I belong? And I'm getting a big one on the where do I belong. Do you understand that part? Yeah. Okay. So I'm understanding that um, that's a big source right now of doubts and questions that you're carrying about yourself. It's like, I could go in these different directions, but what am I supposed to do? Yeah, I I am at a big turning point right now. Wow. Can you at least tell her what's going on? Well, yeah, I mean, right now I'm applying for jobs. I'm kind of in a, a between point where I'm trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, it's just a... It's a lot of pressure for you, though. But yeah. I, I really, I want to be clear, though. I'm also getting drawn into your sacral chakra. Your masculinity mm-hmm. is kind of on the line these days. When I, when I'm going to come back to what masculine and feminine qualities are. Okay. So the masculine in my world is, get out of the way. I can do this myself. I've got this versus trying to be in that feminine space which is allowing ask for help and asking help that's right yeah i'm not always good at that (sighs) i can see this but i'm going to tell you right now that if a door opens like a crack please knock on it it does not mean that oh my god you're using someone for their stuff you're more like hey there's a piece of popcorn is there anything more in here 
And by just knocking on the door and opening it, you might actually find piece of popcorn number two leading you in the right direction. And that's going to be great because this helps your vulnerability, your feminine energy, get in touch with that very masculine, I can actually do this. Look at this. And that brings light, that sunshine back into your empowerment, into your solar plexus. And now I just got drawn into your heart chakra. This is going to be your passion and this is going to be your joy. So even though it scares you, I don't want you to be worried about this because nine times out of 10, the thing that scares us but excites us is the heart's awakening, being drawn like a magnet to our real passion and joy. So would you understand that stuff? I do. Awesome. I love it. Wow. So here you go. Here's our examples. <laughs> that was great. Is is there anything else since the start of the episode you picked up on? And I just want to clarify one thing. You mm-hmm. can't see the future, can you? Well, I am seeing the future. Okay. By even just talking about these things, knowing that he's got to go down this path that would mm-hmm. that would serve him best. I don't want to say he has to, but But you can't visualize a picture of the future. You just you just know how to push somebody down the right path. Let me, let me kind of explain. So I, I will see the future. So I can always see, like, sometimes I get to see, okay, this person is at step zero. And when they're stuck, let's say, in their career, and they're like, I don't know what I want to do. I can look at what are their natural strengths, talents, and passions, and then say, okay, here's what step 20 is going to look like. Now let's back up. You're at step zero. Let's figure out what steps one, two, and three need to be so that as you continue to go forward, you can – we can then visualize what step four and step five are going to be. That is looking into the future to help guide them down a road that does help them live their best life. Does that make sense mm-hmm. as to what that is? Yeah. And I want to be clear on something too that a lot of people ask is like, okay, why is something different than what originally I predicted? That's a really valid question. And as a psychic, that's one of the worst parts of my job, to be honest, is that we all have free will and choice. And sometimes there are things outside of our control. I remember there was one client, it was a dead ringer. She was definitely going to get this job. And she was very disappointed. She's like, I didn't get that job. What happened? And realistically, this is where sometimes people above her had, I think it was something like that, where something had changed with the, the people high up that had this domino effect and she didn't get the job because of that. That's not her fault, but that was some unforeseen circumstance. Yeah, control, I get it. Yeah. So weird things like that happen. But yes, I do see the future and I can understand what is most likely to happen, but there are some things that are not set in stone based on the choices we make. And so you had kind of mentioned when you would come here, it's something you can turn on and turn off. Does something trigger it turning on or does it just kind of happen out of nowhere for you? That's a good question. I mean, the truth is it sometimes happens out of nowhere. Um, The way I kind of describe it is like somebody who's naturally intuitive kind of has this porch light and kind of like on Halloween when we really want to start giving out candy, we turn on the porch light. That's saying, hey, trick-or-treaters, come on over. What's Halloween like for you? Wild. (laughs) You must be (laughs) pumped. (laughs) I've always liked Halloween, but that's about it. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing too crazy. Um, So literally, like... You better hook it up with good candy, though, right? Of course. I feel like a psychic lives in this house. You got to hold your name, man. (laughs) It's all about the Snickers and Reese's peanut butter. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, But honestly, though, like, you know, because I have this porch light that when I was a kid and didn't know how to control it, the porch light was always on. So 
that's where a lot of children, and I've actually forgot to mention this earlier. So I'm actually inspired to work with a lot of psychic children because of the fact that I was a psychic kid and just had a lot of weird stuff happen. I didn't know what to do with it. My parents didn't know what to do with it. But imagine if they actually had someone with skills to say, oh, it's not that you're weird. It just means that you're more in tune with some other things and this could be used to help people. What a difference that would make, right? So anyway, my porch light as a kid was on all the time. And so I would attract quote unquote weird things it, you know, when I can't go to sleep and know that the new kids on the block is going to have some kind of a weird accident or something like this. Um, whereas like nowadays I turn my porch light on when I'm in session with somebody and I turn the porch light off when I'm done, because otherwise my porch lights on, someone's going to be ringing my doorbell at random hours of the night for the client that I read 10 hours ago. I don't, that's not my deal. I'm not working anymore. What we got is what we got. That's why I open and close that way. So is that a discipline you have to acquire? Yes, absolutely. This is not something that's easy. It takes practice um, because, you How know. How do you shut it off? Like, what do you, like, go, like, for a walk or, like, you watch a movie? That's a great question. So I always. I'm good at questions. You are, and I like that. <laughs> you having fun? Yes. I am, too. <laughs> B, you having a good time? Oh, yeah. Great. So awesome. So literally, I always end each session with the same prayer, you know, thanking the spirit guides, spirit teachers, etc asking them to close the doors of communication. And then for myself, I honestly, this is one of the things I need to be better about is grounding myself. Sometimes I have to take deep breaths. It would be really helpful if I went out into nature. I live in cold parts of the country right now, so it's not always so easy, and where, I don't like that. Where are you connected I'm in uh, Rochester, New York. Oh, you're back in Rochester, okay. For now, yeah. So you I coming kinda, back out here soon? I visit here. I'm here. But I don't plan to come live here at this point in time. Right now, my pieces of popcorn are leading me to California. Yeah, it's so, great out there. It's exciting. I got yeah. some popcorn leading. In, in <laughs> years to come, my popcorn leads out there. Nice. I'll tell you that much. But That's good. I don't think steps three through six are out there. Not yet. But it's so important to put them out there, steps one, two, and three. Because as you take step one, now you can effectively plan step four. Take step two, now plan step five. And the, the thing I always tell people... How many balls in the air does a juggler juggle? Depends if he's a really good juggler or not. He right. Do, he definitely doing three. Okay. But if he's nasty, he could do six. Mm. And so you got to watch out for those people that do six. What's wrong with that? It's too much. But what if they're wicked gifted? Then, okay, fine. We'll give it to him. We'll give it to him. But most <laughs> people want to stay balanced with three in the air. Because honestly, when you... Okay, I'm going to use you as an example. Remember back to the thing that we talked about earlier where you're like super hyped up about ideas. You throw six balls in the air and then some of them drop and then you don't get excited about picking them up because you're still balancing three of them. And then you're like, oh crap, I'm just not that into this anymore. Hey, new idea over here. So realistically, really tr trying to only keep three things in, in play at once is the best way. So you're constantly reevaluating. Is this worth it? Is this the highest and best? Whereas otherwise, so many people have six and they now commit to these things and then they feel guilty. They feel like they should run, ride the wave out until they get through all six and then it screws up the flow. Really, staying present with three, not trying to be a badass. Best way to go. Love it. B, any questions, dude? No, I think that does it for me. I, that, I mean, that, that reading... Definitely that connected. That was wild. It connected so, with me. So reflecting on that. I couldn't believe nice. it when you were saying that. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it was sick. 
I have one more thing to add to you, if that's okay. <laughs> right. So about responsibility and duty, I feel like you carry a lot of that for some people in your life. Yes, yes. that's fair to say. It almost, I want you to just keep in mind what matters to you, because trying to live in the expectation of needing to show up in certain ways for people isn't going to serve you. And I, I feel a real strong loyalty that's there. And I realize, duh, we talked about your mom, okay? But I'm just saying, like, there's something in here about your masculinity, feeling like you need to take care of certain people and watch out for them. That is going to cross the line of taking care of you. And I'm into your heart chakra for a moment. Heart chakra is about having a balance of giving and receiving. You overgive, you overstretch. It's exhausting. That is going to absolutely get you into a crisis as you're older if you don't stop and slow down. It's I, I just feel, I can see. It's like I get this image of like a, a line, and then suddenly it starts to like become a dotted line, and then it starts to like fade out. I need you to be very careful with your health and wellness because if you burn yourself out like that, you're going to sit there and go, where am I supposed to go? Who is there for me? And that's not cool. I mean, in some way it's cool because then sometimes we need that kick in the butt to make us realize who is there for us and who's not there for us. But that can lead to a lot of anger that's been trapped because you've overgiven of yourself. So does that resonate with you? Yeah, I think I might I might need to schedule another session. Okay. I think I just got a free one. That's all right. I'm good. This is good because I, yeah. I think we have a lot to talk about. Can I um, yeah. mention something real quick? Yes. Brendan, did you ever actually mention your mother? Well, I mentioned my father had passing. Passed. That's yeah. about it. But but she had just mentioned and I'm an only, and I'm an only child, so but she didn't know that, dude. No, I know. Well, I mean, it's like duh. Of course, his mom's going to be on her own unless she has found someone else. Why? Well, but, but I'm just saying the inference itself is just wild because to of, me. Based on what you know about whatever's going yeah. on. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I'm like. But did you sense Brendan's very close with his mom? Mm-hmm. I, I know I mentioned it. Did you sense that my dad passed before that no, or I at any not. point? Okay. No, I Just didn't have curious. any sense of that before. But once I actually got tuned into you, I'm like, mm-hmm. we got to talk about this. <laughs> jail bars, man. Yeah. That's, you got to get out of jail. <laughs> get out of jail for free card. That's what I want to give you. I'm going to break out. I know. Uh-huh. Prison break style. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. So can you in terms of the future of the podcast specifically do you have any sort of like premonition on what you not golden deer productions specifically but just the podcast do you have any like ideas on it you're like dude just keep going hmm i mean this feels to me i'm getting shown the image of a staircase anytime i see that that means like this is a stepping stone if i had i would totally draw you pictures right now yeah but this is this is meant for a time and place. I'm understanding you're supposed to meet three key people, is what I'm hearing. Um, and you will be, I, the word that's coming in is ushered. You will be ushered up. And I love that because changing it from the staircase, now I see like these waves moving up at a 45 degree angle, which means things are going to flow for you at the 45. Anytime I see 45 degrees, that means progress and, and growth. I like it. Um, and I'm always an advocate of flow. So that's what I can say at this point in time. Let's go. There's there's going to be three specific either people or roles that these people play um, that will help you get on to where you need to go next. 
and I'm just getting shown this cool image just now where you are literally so pumped when the time comes, you're like, let's do this. And it, it feels to me like a large move, actually. Big moves coming. Yeah. And you're not even going to think twice about it. You're like, sign me up because you're so in your flow. I love this. Let's go. Yeah. That's great. I mean, is that something that you even considered at some point as wanting to make a move? The, uh, absolutely. Okay. You got me, man. Yeah, it's going to happen. So you, you've said good things, though. Like, is there any bad stuff like around me or like are there negative influences in me that I, I can't shed? Hmm. So how I like to bring a question like that about is because people like you want to know, hey, is there anything negative? Remember I said I only look at the positive. So how I like to get around this question is I like to ask your spirit guides, is there anything that you should be aware of going forward? Does that sound good? Mm -hmm. All right. So let me just ask that question real quick. Sometimes I'm not as like quick and responsive. I need to actually like yeah, I feel you. focus I know. This in isn't on your, this. This isn't your set and this stuff. Is, this is not. All black walls is not <laughs> the, the empty warehouse <laughs> yeah. with the deer staring behind you. <laughs> so the only thing that I'm being shown is that you're so hungry for knowledge sometimes that people might take advantage of you because they see that you're hungry. I call this hungry, hungry hippo. Do you know that game? Mm -hmm. I want more. Well, that's not good enough. So-and-so is offering this, but they might actually be giving you the junk that they don't want. But you're like, well, if I don't take it, then they might not want me. But I'll, okay, fine. I'll say yes. I'll say yes. I'll say yes. Please be wary on what you take. Because if it doesn't align, and, and what that really means is in your heart space, always ask yourself, is this something that I really want? Is this something that really brings me joy? Is this going to advance me in some way? Um, and, you know, is this something that, that's going to serve me giving to them truly? Is this really going to give back to me equally? Because if it ever becomes imbalanced, your heart chakra is going to not be, you know, exactly where it needs. Excuse me. Whoa. Okay. Does well, that make sense? Have you started to see that already? Absolutely. I uh. like it's clicking. Um Hey, I had, a, I had a blast. Thank you so much. This has been amazing. Can you just give a quick plug of where people can find you, website, Instagram? Absolutely. So I have a Facebook page, Mystical Awakenings. Uh, my website, though, is mysticalawakenings.com. Plural. And, yep, with an S at the end. Um, I have an online calendar where people can easily go and access appointments at any point in time. Even if it's midnight, it's great. Um, you're, so You're a late... I, I don't work owl. I don't work at midnight to be more clear, but people can access the online calendar okay. at their midnight if that's what they'd like. I am a night owl, but I don't choose to work that I, late. I could imagine you being a night owl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of like the nighttime. So, mysticalawakenings.com is the perfect place to get more information, and I have a frequently asked questions page, pricing services. I you know I'm willing to travel for you know public speaking events. I do work with psychic children. I mentor adults that are learning about their psychic gifts. So pretty much... And you bounce around between Rochester, Boston, and there's another location? I go to Raleigh as well as Seattle. So my Whoa. my crazy journey, yeah. <laughs> the heck? Yeah, so my pieces of popcorn had led me out to originally Raleigh. That's where I was a school teacher. I got out of that field. Oh my God, can I tell you one crazy story about that? Please. And then I will... Before I get to that, so Raleigh then led me to Seattle, then to Raleigh again, then to Boston. Now life has just led me to Rochester. That's so to, random. To all this healing that I'm doing. So next would be California. Yeah. So when I was a second grade teacher, you'll love this. So 
I was sitting in a chair in a corner like this. Okay, there's no air around me. And wearing a sleeveless shirt. This thing keeps coming all kinds of crazy. There we go. All of a sudden, someone's like blowing the coldest air I've ever felt in my entire life, like through a straw at the back of my arm. And I look down on the floor to my students and I look at this kid and I'm like, did you just blow on me? He looks at me and he's like, no. I'm like, okay. I felt cold air. Like, what is this? So I get back to my to doing my thing. All of a sudden, cold air, like blown through a straw, hits me on the backside of this arm. And I look at this kid and I'm like, did you just blow on me? I'm like, I am clueless. I'm like, I don't know what is going on. They all look at me like I'm crazy. So the third time, back to this first arm, cold air hits me again. I'm like, I'm not saying anything. These kids think I'm crazy. So I get them up. I start handing them a piece of paper. Each one of them goes back to their seats. All of a sudden, Brittany, she's from Mexico. English is fine, but not her first language, comes up to me. Miss Peel, there's a lady behind you. She's blowing on you. I go, <laughs> really? She goes, mm-hmm. She has yellow hair, and it's short. She's got big muscles. It's kind of weird. She's in the wall right now. I said, Okay. You said that is the chosen one. I said, <laughs> I said, well, guess what, Brittany? I said, she's just here to make sure Miss Peel's doing a good job teaching second grade. I said, do me a favor. I said, if you see her again, will you let me know? She's like, okay. But right now her nose is sticking out of the wall. It's really weird. I said, I'll just, I'll take her, I'll let her go away. I said, you just go sit down. I said, everything's going to be all right. She's like, okay. That was the last time Brittany ever said anything. At the end of the year, I said to Brittany, I was like, did you ever see that lady again? no <laughs> okay so here's the the crazy thing so that was I don't know what day of the week but on that weekend I'm at home meditating and I literally when I meditate I'm staring off at the wall kind of watching random movies come through my head with my eyes open and all of a sudden I see some scene of a school and this woman is on her knees kneeling and she's helping some little boy at his desk right and I'm like why am I seeing this this is so random this is my daily life all of a sudden, the woman turns around. She's got short blonde hair. And she says to me in the, this voice, get out while you can. And I was like, what? And suddenly, I, I put all the pieces together. I had been actually thinking about leaving my teaching career. I did not enjoy it any longer. Brittany saw this spirit guide at my school seeing me struggle. And that spirit guide had to come in and tell me to get out while I could because that was not where I was supposed to be. I was like, okay, this Whoa. is pretty freaking weird. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that jolted me. Shout out to Brittany. Yeah. Have you talked to her since? No, she I She might be a psychic now too. I know, right? But children are more naturally gifted. They just, they don't have the the capacity to be so worried about stress and things like that that we are. That Maybe my sister might be a psychic because she always has all these imaginary friends. Bingo. Yes. Imaginary friends. My sister had one as well. Is your sister psychic? That's a funny question. She's got some she, sprinkles. She has some sprinkles. She's had some things in life she's not so in tune to, but I believe that she definitely has it. For her to see, she has Tell a... Tell to drink the ayahuasca, man. That's going to be the plan. <laughs> I would like her to. She's, oh, she's you guys actually... Would, you guys would have a blast. Uh, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, it's fun. Hi, this is Melissa Peel from Mystical Awakenings. That was my golden hour.